0: Okay, yeah, so um, the, the first question that you had that is, is who is Jacques Howard? Um, um, I like to always start by saying, you know, I'm from this, this large family, relatively large. You know, I'm the youngest of seven children. And um, I grew up in a house, should I say, the youngest of seven children. My mother is one of 13. I live two doors from my maternal great-aunt and three doors from my maternal grandparents. And uh, since my mom is one of 13, there was always you know, people around, um, you know, from my aunts and uncles, my grandparents, my parents, brothers and sisters, but also cousins and friends of family, mm-hmm. and at mm-hmm. an early age, it was, it was clear that, you know, this is a community, and I remember conversations with my, my grandfather um, where, you know, he was, he was a union rep for General Motors, Fisher Body, so he was very actively involved in the community. Grandpa. Uh, grandfather. And he was—he always spoke about the importance of respecting who you were uh, and treating people fairly and with respect. And I think that's one of the foundation principles of, of who, who I've become as a person—is um, um, you know having self-respect for who I am, okay. but also um, you know extending that same respect to others as well. So,
1: who had more influence on you growing up? Was it, was it your grandfather? Was it your
0: Interesting enough, um, you know, my father was there, but in, uh, he was he was very much uh, leading by example doing certain things, mm-hmm. but I spent a great deal of time with my siblings. Uh, my uncle Isaac was a huge influence. Um, he was probably the, the main cultural development person for me. You know, how, do you spell, how do you
1: spell
0: that? Isaac? Oh, just like Isaac Hayes? Yep, exactly. And uh, my Uncle Isaac uh, was probably the main person to introduce me to a lot of cultural things. Um, uh, Social etiquette, uh, traveling, um, going to different cultural events. Uh, He really introduced me to motorcycles and, uh, you know subsequently that introduced me to race cars and now, was things in that intro- at that time. it was ewing this was ewing yeah right? it was ewing um i like to tell folks that that the part of ewing that i grew up in was was pretty rural at the time i okay. mean you know there, were, there was a lot of farmland around white flight had really just happened so there was uh, neighborhoods that were being built um, sidewalks were being put in but when i was growing up that was all rural i mean it was uh you know, no sidewalks one traffic like kind right, of right, community right, right, right. yeah uh, I'll be fifty this year. You're 50? Wow. Yeah, uh, you don't look fifty. <laughs> I get that a lot too, and, and I think that that That's may that a, may be that yeah. that leisurely lifestyle right, and right. Um, you know um, okay. and growing up in a gotcha. in a pretty consistent way. Okay, all right. When is your birthday? December twelfth. So, 12th. for those okay. who are interested in numerology, so my birthday yeah. is twelve twelve, and I'm a complete three, as I've been told.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. All right, so what, let me to my next question, what drives
0: me? I don't think that there's anything in particular that drives me other than this is who I am as as a human being. This is is my personality. This is who I am as a core. Um, Getting Developing relationships, doing my part to build a better community is just who I am. And I, I don't think that there's anything, any particular thing that drives me other than that is just the, who I am at the core. Okay.
1: So tell me some of the things that uh, you're working on now uh, that uh, people maybe may not know about.
0: Or sure. Things that, you know, upcoming. Sure. Um, you know, since I do radio and television and have been doing this for about, I guess almost a decade now uh, in some capacity, and this is something that I've, I've never sought, sought this out. I mean, I kind of fell into doing radio and television. So it's been this slow evolution of figuring out, you know, where do I fit into this whole media thing and who am I as a media person and as a, a community journalist, etc. So So what I'm doing now is really fine-tuning all the things that I've been doing over the last year, the thousands of interviews, mm-hmm. um, the the different projects like Library Boxes of Trenton, um, documenting music, playing local original music, uh, helping to create the Bethany House of Hospitality, being involved in my faith community uh, at Westminster Presbyterian Church. Um, What I'm doing now is fine-tuning all of that and seeing how does that look uh, as a whole with what I'm doing with media. So, um, so what I'm doing now is really pulling together some key partners uh, to do different media initiatives that will help drive the whole idea of community organizing, social justice, and uh, building a better community for everyone. Perfect, okay. Um, tell me
1: about Trenton. What, 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 do you, what do you think about Trenton
0: and where Trent's going? Sure, so I always like to talk about Trenton um, under the um, the idea of our, our the history where we currently are and where we're going in the future. Um, it's undeniable that Trenton is where George Washington became George Washington. Um, this is where he became the man that we know today. This was the start of um, him winning the battles of Trenton, uh, the Battle of Princeton, this being the capital of the country. Uh, we need to honor and recognize our history. A further look into that history, will tell you a bit more about what was taking place here, the diversity that was here, the different cultures, the Native American culture, the um, free and slave and enslaved people of African descent but also indigenous population as well as the white and indentured servants that were here at that time and it's a very di- always has been a very diverse population here. Moving forward to where we currently are we have a lot of challenges, like many post-industrial cities, like Trent, throughout the country, an uh, in infrastructure that needs some, some some dire attention, a diverse population, um, a an, an economy that has uh, that has long seen its past, uh, but at the same time, well, and, and let me also include continued our diverse population that we have here now with more of an influx of our Latino, Hispanic uh, brothers and sisters who are are now calling Trenton home. But recognizing that the history where we currently are and the fact that we have an opportunity now to design what our future's gonna look like. um, And again, designing it in a manner that embraces our diversity but also embraces our history, um, our strategic location, Mm -hmm. all those things. So, I'm very optimistic about the future of Trump.
1: So, what do you think the opportunities are specifically?
0: Well, I think that we have an opportunity to harness the low-hanging fruit of our creative economy that's here. Um, our, Our infrastructure, looking at art not only from a performing arts or from a visual arts basis, but also architecture. The historical uh, components of the city of China. Uh In addition to that, I think it's important to really recognize our location. I mean, uh, in between Philadelphia, and New York, located on a body of water, the mountains, the shore are all within close proximity. Um, the amount of the the amount of of revenue and uh, money that's in this region; these are all opportunities for us right. to capitalize on. Yeah. And I also want to say. Uh, one of the big uh, opportunities I see is the cannabis industry, and uh, well, yeah, and I want to talk a little bit more about sure. that too. um
1: So, so we've seen what what that's done to other areas, and um, and in some areas it, it actually helps drive the economy, and, and some places it doesn't. And what do you, what do you think about the the placement of these facilities? You know, do you think they should be located in areas that are, you know, more urban areas? Or should they be sort of further away, um, for instance, in Trenton, for instance? You know, would it, be, would it be ideal
0: to have that in Chambersburg? Or would it be oh. better to have it in West Trenton? So, I, in my... my um I'm going to go a little deeper with this. Yep. I, I think right now the first thing that a lot of people think about when you think about the cannabis industry mm-hmm. is the potential of a, a lot of money. Right. Um, but I think again, that should not be the whole focus. I mean, yeah. when you're thinking about just the, the financial um, or the revenue from from an industry. Generally, it's always going to be big business. I mean, that's right. that's who has the opportunity to invest. I'm looking at cannabis as an opportunity not only to bring healing, air quotes, healing to the nation uh, through the health aspects of it, but also it to become a new economy, a new marketplace, and everything that mm-hmm. that, that includes, yeah. um, not not just the uh, the growing and distribution but also all the other products that go along with that. The opportunity for creating a tourism tourism economy off of that as well. And I think a lot of times uh, people are just thinking about the initial dollar amount because they see the successes, but not thinking about how um, there's opportunities to create secondary and tertiary markets off of that. Even going further, I think with the financial... uh, Difficulties that Trenton and other post-industrial cities like Trenton have had—that mm-hmm. this marketplace could be the new marketplace to to bring more people into the, right. um, the into employment, but also to help with our crumbling infrastructure.
1: Okay. Good. Um. So, and, and and that's great. But in terms of location, do you think location matters in the city?
0: Well, or I I, I, think, I think I think. Trenton has four wards. Our, our city is designed at the four, four wards, and then we have the downtown area. Right. I think that it would behoove us to start to consider strategically how those four different wards and the downtown area could actually become neighborhoods or different pockets of, of influence. You know, when we travel to other cities like Philadelphia or New York, you know, you have a little Italy, you have Chinatown. Um, Trenton has never really embraced that mentality. I mean, for years it was, it was, and again, Eric quotes Chambersburg was considered the Italian portion. But historically, Chambersburg was its own municipality, which is why it had that. Um, But I think that we're we're in a situation now where a very strategic marketing plan could create areas where the different wards could be their own neighborhoods and could also focus on different revenue generations. Okay. You know the the south ward is very different than the north ward, very different than the west ward and right. the east ward. And I think strategically, if we come up with ways to design uh, marketplaces, Triton could have um, a dispensary located in each of those wards mm-hmm. that represents a, a different climate. Okay. Um, the Ward is, is a bit more spread out, so there's not necessarily uh, an opportunity to have so many restaurants in a confined area like that you could maybe do in the Eastward. Right. So, so those different things, and, and, it, and it may sound a little jumbled, but I think that we've got to start thinking about the city and how we want it to look in the future. Yeah, oh, that's great. Um, so g- going back to Trenton and the, and the
1: progress of Trenton, so how would you say the, uh, how, how do you see the progress in Trenton over the last five years? Now? And how do you see the progress moving
0: forward? Well, it's interesting that you say five years. I mean, because yeah. in five years we've had two administrations and the right. start of a third. Yeah. And uh, it's very well documented some of the challenges that the previous two previous administrations had with uh, Tony Mack being incarcerated and right. um, what was uh, what was inherited by the Jackson administration yeah. Yeah. as well. And now with the Gussie mm-hmm. Um administration. I think right now, I would say that, that, that Trenton is poised for a, a, a change and a positive change. I also think that Trenton's in a, in a difficult situation because I think that we don't fully understand where we are. Um, I, I think the Jackson administration came in with a lot of, of positive energy very high expectations, uh, almost under the idea that, that this would be a rapid turnaround. And I think seeing the progress or the lack thereof progress in his administration was very revealing and very telling. And I think early on it's the same thing with the Garcia, uh, with, uh, with the issue with, with the expectations of the, the MOU being lifted and that not happening but also the way that he's created his transition team. I think he's doing it very strategically, saying, hey, we need to take our time and yeah. trying to learn a bit more uh, about you know, what's internally happening here in the city. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um,
1: so let's talk about Levin, because that, that yeah. seems to be... Something that's visible and people recognize, and they see that, and it's uh, very exciting uh, for the city. Uh, tell me, how how do you think that how how is that impacting? Sure. Uh, so
0: the perception of the city. Sure. So, so a, a couple of things. I, I, I believe the original concept of seeking out the Levitt Grant mm-hmm. through the Levitt Foundation was right. brilliant. Right. Um, it was it was something that that was a, a win for the city. Uh, It was something that was really coordinated by uh, the community. Mm -hmm. It wasn't driven so much by the administration, which I think was a very good thing. The initial idea of it having it on Saturdays, I understand the idea and the model behind it. But logistically, I think that it it just didn't work well. um, From from on Saturdays, on weekends, knowing that people travel to um, being able to have... um, food vendors at the location. All those different things played a different part of it. I think moving it to Thursday to help jumpstart a weekend, uh, to piggyback off of the farmers market that happens earlier during the day. And the workers. Yeah, trying to, trying to capture the audience of the state workers. I think that's all very good. Yep. I think also uh, the leadership, bringing in uh, some people with a little bit more expertise uh, mm-hmm. in booking bands and right. coordinating uh, events uh, partnering with other organizations such as uh, you know, the long term organizations NJM and Mercer County and, and them having a, a more of a, a, a role in it being moved to Thursdays I think was brilliant right. I think it provides Trenton national exposure which is always good uh, in partnership with us the other Levitt uh, the other Levitt concerts as well as venues.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And from what I've heard um, while I'm out and about you know, talking to people, uh, people are enjoying it. And I, I, I know that it's visible upon the images that are captured. Right. Uh, and so I, I think as a whole, the, the, the idea of the Levitt Amp Summer Concert Series is a good one. I, I know that there's plenty of opportunity for it to expand and grow and to have more people involved in it right. and I think that just that 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 means we just need to do more more outreach and sharing the information Very good
1: how did you get involved
0: sure so um, through um, Trenton 365 um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm out and about quite a bit um, here in the city and have been mm-hmm. for some time so a lot of times the uh, arts programs, um, and things to do with community building, I'm often invited. Um, the original plan for doing the Levitt, seeking the grant, I was I was part of. I was contacted to help get the information out. Okay. And you know, uh, other than that, initially I wasn't really involved in it. You know, just coming to the events and supporting them. Right. Um, now, since it's been it's been transitioned to the Mill Hill Park area and the different night on Thursdays, I've been contracted to be the host and MC of the event. And I always like to say ambassador um, oh, okay. to to share through social media, through my radio TV programs uh, about the events, but also to be that person in the community who's talking about it as well.
1: But yeah, you're not only doing Trenton, you're doing other cities as well? Or is that not true?
0: Oh for for me with Levit Amp? Yeah. No. Okay. No, yeah. I
1: think you you were traveling to other cities and doing doing that as well. Okay, just just (laughs) check that. So Well maybe shout
0: out to LevitAmp, man. maybe they need someone (laughs) to do some more regional things. Steel Stacks isn't too far and some of the other locations.
1: Um so let's let's talk about Trenton three sixty five. Sure.
0: Um how did that get started? Sure. Um and uh what what's the focus of sure? That? So, Trenton three hundred and sixty-five originally started as Trenton three hundred mm-hmm. and fifty, um, and the idea behind it was, it started over a barbecue at a, a friend's house. Uh, David Byers and Linda Conrad Byers uh, over a barbecue pool party, and we were talking about Trenton and, and all the things that most people talk about Trenton—the the good, the bad, and the
1: ugly—and
0: mm-hmm. I said, you know. I wonder what it would take, how many people to start making a, a positive impact. And the number that I, I threw out there was 350. So at that day, that party, I said, you know, I'm going to start a blog and I'm going to start trying to document positive things that are happening and I'm going to reach out to those 350 people and try to create like a bit of a networking agreement. And uh, I had a conversation with John Narr and he was talking about critical mass. And I was telling him about the idea of Trenton 350, and he said that he thought it was brilliant, especially because of my, my diverse background, um, my connections to different people. So the idea was, let me get these 350 people together, and right. as, a, as an example, I thought, how awesome would it be if 350 people would go to Passage Theatre when there was an opening? What would that do to Passage Theater's bottom line, etc.?
1: Okay.
0: And then I talked to uh, Scott Miller of Exit 7A, mm-hmm. um, who has a production studio, and talked to him a bit about... You know, some of the ideas and concepts, and, right. and we brainstormed things. And he said, "Well, you know, Trenton 350 doesn't like really roll. You know, why don't you go 365 like all right. year long?" Okay. And I started doing that. And uh, yeah, it, it just it just clicked. It rolls. So he better. gets credit for the name.
1: Uh, I don't want to say about credit <laughs> okay. for the name, but <laughs> right. yeah, but 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 that's okay. that's uh, the story. Okay, okay. that's
0: um, and right. I had gone on to uh, WIMG mm-hmm. as a Guest to be interviewed mm-hmm. about the Isles organization, which I was right. serving on the board of. Right. Right. And uh, after that interview, the station manager, Vini Stansberry, said, would you be interested in guest hosting? Mm. And that led to me saying, hey, I'd like to have my own show. Right. Yep. And, and that led to Trend 365. And then I met Winifred Howard, no relation, but yeah. um, she... Right, right is the, currently the station manager for WWFM Jazz on 2, which okay. is affiliated with Mercer County Community College. And I asked her if I could bring Trenton 365 to Jazz on 2, and she thought it was a good idea. Right. And that's actually expanded to a, another date where I have a, an original music program called the Amon's Brindled Regional Music Show. Amon's? eight. M A N S, Brindle, B R I N D L E D. Okay. Regional music oh, show. Yeah. I, I've and, seen that, and I just didn't know what, yeah. what that was. Okay. Yeah, and um, that is really to promote uh, music acts that I personally see right. or people that I know in my okay. travels. Uh, okay. I'm trying to create a bit more of an original music scene here in Trenton as well, gotcha. or supporting the original music scene here in Trenton. Very good. Excellent. Um, so where do you, are you do you plan to take 365
1: National? What's, what's, the, what's the goal after this?
0: So my background is in fashion. So yeah. I grew up, you know, professionally in an industry that is all about licensing, mm-hmm. uh, all about multiple ways of promotion. Right. So anything that I create, I create it with the intent of, of it having its own life and potentially not me not being a part of it. Um, so I'm not sure where Trenton 365 will go, um, but I have plenty of other things in the hopper. Mm-hmm. That's great.
1: Oh, this is great. Um, I think, I mean, we certainly have enough, but uh, I-, I wanted to get more information on, um, on your thoughts about the art all night. I, mean, I don't want to focus on that, but but I just want to know: Have you seen a drop off in attendance from
0: Levitt? Um, so so, and, and I think that's a pretty big question. Yeah. Um, and I'll I'll touch on, on all of that. Right. Um, attendance wise, I, I think that with it being on Thursday nights during. Pretty much during the day, ready right yeah. after work, the weather has more of an impact on attendance than concerns for uh, yeah, people's sure. safety. Right. Um, so that's that's my initial thought. I mean, I, I would I would, I mean that's, that's from my perspective. But I'm sure that you know Trent Downtown Association, Tom Gilmore, or uh, someone, Joe Kazemka, um, would probably have more insight on yeah, that. Sure. Um, regarding art all night want to preface it by saying that my relationship with the Artworks organization uh, is well over 20 years. Um, I've served on the board. I've been a contracted employee. I've uh, purchased art, sold art through the organization. So I've got a very close relationship with them. Uh, art all night, the incident that took place there is is not art related in my opinion. It has more to do with a, a portion of our population that's disenfranchised, who feels as though they're not being heard. In my personal opinion, I don't. I'm not saying any of this is factual. Sure. Um, you know, just the fact that the that the two men that were involved with that, um, what was reported about their history, their their career, criminals or career incarcerated individuals. The, right. For them to both have illegal weapons to be on site at this event that is has been built for over 10 years as the premier event in the city of Trenton with yep. no incidents, right. made it clear to me that it was an opportunity for 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 those those men to come together and to draw attention. Yeah. Um, I also want to say that. It also opens up the conversation about what people in these different populations knew and didn't do, um, which speaks more to a concern that I have about our culture here, yeah. the fact that, um, that some people may have knowledge and information about things but aren't willing to share it. Um, so that's a concern that I have. Um, yeah, then that's.
1: I likely won't touch on that, but sure. I just wanted let So um, let's, let's go off the record. <laughs> right, so let, me, if, let me turn this yeah, off, though. Turn this right. off, because. Uh, so